0: Live from Nashua, New Hampshire, in the Palatial Q100 Studios. interrupt this program. It's the Independent Man Podcast, where there are only two sexes and pronouns are used in sentences. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Independent Man. The Independent Man. Final score, Golden State Warriors 103, Boston Celtics 90. Game over, season over, Celtics can now go play golf. There's an old saying that this last year has come very popular, you go woke, you go broke. I've said this before many times in this podcast, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum for the Celtics were too concerned with their political opinions about gun control. All the vermin on the Celtics were wearing that Brittany Grenier shirt, who she supports Black Lives Matter. If they maybe paid more attention to just shooting that little ball in the hoop, perhaps there'd be a game number seven on Sunday night. But they were too concerned with, Jason, uh, with uh, Brittany Grenier and making it their little PC correctness and acting all tough and cool in front of the Boston crowd and in front of everyone to show how goody two-shoes they are, and look what happened. So again, the good guys win, the bad guys lose. I could care less. I'm from Boston. This is not the Celtics I grew up with. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. The great Celtics from the 80s. You don't know what the hell they were thinking as far as political because they never told you and they never wore shirts that supported terrorist organization groups. They just went out, played the friggin' game, got paid good money, and everyone enjoyed it. All right? Again, sports was an escape. It used to be, and I'll give you an example, and this is going to lead to our topic this evening. Uh, It's 1133 on on the um, East Coast here in New Hampshire. June 16th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And basically, on a Sunday, it used to be, you go to church, you relax, you pray, you listen to the priest, there'd be no politics involved. Then you go home, spend time with the family, have a nice lunch, and then you put on the football game, you put on the baseball game, you put on the basketball game, whatever the season was, you put the game on, and you'd watch sports. There would be no political talk, they would just be playing the game, because Back then, athletes were athletes. Men were men. You know, men had penises, not vaginas. There were only two sexes, male and females, no pronouns. And what's happened now is the pussification of America has happened. You've got Jalen Brown last week being interviewed by, I think it was ESPN, and he's telling people about gun control, and if they don't have gun control, there's going to be a walkout and bop, 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 and all this nonsense. And then you have the whole team taking out their little Britney... um, uh, Grenier shirts, ironing them, wearing them, and showing a public statement f- to support that piece of vermin who should rot in the Russian prison. She was a BLM supporter, anti-Trump, so you know what? Let her rot. She broke the law. Now she got to pay the price. But these vermin want to support her. And the average basketball fan has no clue. They have no clue who Brittany Grenier is because they're not educated. Just look at them. Look, look at the Boston Garden. Look at around who, who's sitting in attendance. They're not educated. They have no clue. Just because Jason Tatum wore the Brittany Grenier shirt, oh, they'll wear the shirt and, and and act like they'll you know, have no clue who it is. So, again, it's all over the season. Thank God. I mean, sports has just become atrocious. And um, I'm going to promise you I'll read you the ratings in the next day or two, probably tomorrow. I'm sure this was one of the lower-rating uh, championship games of all time because people are tired of the bullshit, period, end of story. I'm getting back to what I said Sundays, you'd watch sports, you'd go to church, but but it was all non-political. Well, not only in the sports world are they vermin, but it's the church, the priest. I'm Catholic, and the Catholic Church has become vermin. I had to seek out the Latin Mass a couple years ago because the local church in the town I lived with at the time before I moved to this town, a very liberal priest preaching on the pulpit about voting for Hillary Clinton, don't vote for Trump. Meanwhile, Trump was pro-life, and Hillary Clinton was pro-abortion. And these pedophile priests on the altar are telling you to go vote for Hillary Clinton. Before, they would say nothing, or they would lean more towards vote for the guy, the candidate who's (laughs) pro-life. It was a no-brainer. But nope, not anymore. What's up is down, what's down is up. So here's an example. This coming Saturday, June 18th, the so-called Catholic LGBTQ Collaborative will hold a pride celebration consisting of a mass and a picnic at St. Susanna's Church in a town in Massachusetts called Dedham. Dedham is just outside of Boston. I've been to St. Susanna's Church in Dedham many times. It's a very beautiful church. It's near a pet cemetery that I used to take my pets. I had a, um, some neighbors that their cats died, and I used to take the cats to the crematory. And I had, sadly, my, um, my best buddy, little Rudy Miniature Pincher died after 16 years. I took him there on a Saturday to get cremated, actually to be put to sleep. Um, he was right at the end of his life, and then he was cremated thereafter. But um, leaving Saint Sus- uh, leaving the Pine Ridge Memorial Park is what it's called. It's literally right up the street from the church. Um, probably about um, from the church to the uh, cemetery is about a 20-second drive. It's right down the street. And I left the cemetery that day, obviously sad and depressed that I just put my best pal of 17 years, 16 and a half, almost 17 years to sleep. And as I was leaving, the church bells were ringing, and I pulled right in. And as I walked in, Mass just began Saturday night. I believe it was like 4 o'clock Mass. And it was almost like it was a funeral mass for my dog. And it was very comforting. I stayed there for the 45 minutes or so that mass went on. It was a very nice mass. The, the priest was very nice from what I could see. There wasn't any politics, was not mentioned? Now, this was 2010, so things were still pretty good overall in life. Um, you know, a lot of this crap didn't start till probably, I'd say, once Trump came in, and all this woke movement and all these anti, all these liberals woke up. So maybe in the last... Five to six years, things have really taken a turn for the worse. But in two thousand ten, they were still somewhat, a little sane. No, it was it was bad, but it wasn't like it is today. So anyway, Saint Susanna's Church was a very nice church. Now, of course, that was uh, twelve years ago, so it was a different pastor. Um, the pastor of this church now is Reverend Stephen Jamas Josoma. I'm probably cutting his name up, but it's Josoma. Now he has a long history of left wing lunacy and homophile. Advocacy perpetually tolerated by boston's Archbishop Cardinal Sean O'Malley, you talk about a piece of vermin is the term I use this o'Malley is is no good I mean he replaced Bernard Law, who was a uh, that, that guy's rotten hell. talk about a pedophile and, and letting all the priests rape altar boys you know you can just google Bernard law and you'll see um how he was. He just shuffled all the pedophilia with the, with the Catholic Church in, in the Archdiocese of Boston. And um, it was probably one of the worst uh, cases of pedophilia with the Catholic Church in any um, state or city. And it was Boston Mass. Um, so, anyways, this Sean O'Malley is, isn't um, too swift. Um, you know, these cardinals today, they really uh, are to be questioned. Um, other Catholic churches sponsoring this event include St. Cecilia Parish in the Back Bay. That's a very liberal church. I remember that. St. Joseph's Parish in the West End. I thought they were a little more conservative. Um, Jesuit Church, St. Ignatius Parish in Chestnut Hill. The Jesuits are a little crazy. Uh, the Blessed Trinity Parishes in Westford. I'm not too familiar with that. I don't live too far from Westford, but I haven't been to that church. And the Paulist Center and St. Anthony Shrine in downtown Boston. The Paulist Center has been always been known to be a little crazy as far as liberal with the Catholic Church. St Anthony's was always a pretty good church. I used to go to midnight Mass on Saturdays there and um, they um, they believe it was the Franciscan friars that ran that church. I think it's Archdiocese now. that's probably why it's so fucked up because the archdiocese was one of the most corrupt with all the church uh, priest organizations. Um, the stigmatine priest which was my church growing up in the city of Lynn was a very nice um, order. They're very strict old-fashioned. Uh, The Carmelites is a very nice old-fashioned order also. This is all part of the Catholic Church. There's different orders within the Catholic Church. The Archdiocese is the largest in the Boston area, and and they're the most corrupt. That's where you find a lot of the pedophilia, a lot of this liberal left-wing lunacy. And this is what I just mentioned with some of these churches. And I wasn't even familiar with with this, to be honest with you. I just found this article uh, this morning. So you have this is going to happen this Saturday at St. Susanna's in Dedham. And um, they have been continuing for at least a dozen years in nearly a dozen places in the Archdiocese of Boston, I guess, this nonsense. And I wasn't aware of this. Um, The Catechism of the Catholic Church states, basing itself on sacred scripture, which presents homosexual acts as acts of grave depravity, tradition has always declared that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. Under no circumstances can they be approved. So... And it tells you here to contact Cardinal O'Malley, urge him to put an end to this scandal by instructing Father Josoma to cancel the Pride Mass and the celebration at St. Susanna's on this Saturday, June 18th. That won't happen. I mean, there might be some people who will contact him, but O'Malley's just going to laugh it off. If you think he cares, he'll probably be the first one there wearing a dress with lipstick on. Uh, let's see. This event will miss lead the faithful about the moral teachings of the church and will imperil the immortal souls of those who participate in it by affirming them the unconscionable and uncharitable and mortals and all this fancy talk. Let, let me explain something to you. This has <laughs> no way is going to mislead the faithful. The people have already been misled. I mean, yeah, the pride thing and the gay thing, is it goes against the, the, the will of the church, the doctrine of the church, but this is last in the list of what you have with the church to worry about. Number one, first and foremost, is to protect our children. And the church failed in that time and time again. The priests have raped boys, especially altar boys. They have taken advantage of disadvantaged children who come from broken homes. This has been going on for decades. And um, it's still happening. It's, I think maybe it might be a little bit under control because of, thank God, for the Boston Globe about 15 years ago had a... Um, a big report on this, and then they made all the news nationwide and worldwide. Um, but it still goes on. Um, so, you know, guys and priests and I guess people celebrating pride, is, as bad as it sounds, it's not as bad as what has been going on with the church. I mean, this is probably on towards the bottom of the list. Then you have the church promoting pro-abortion priests, anti-Trump, um, you know, some of these priests, this priest that I was talking about earlier in the former town I lived in was um, didn't even say that the Blessed Mother was real. She, he was trying to say it was a figure of just the Bible uh, talking and it, you know, all kinds of nonsense. I mean, there's nothing more sacred than um, Jesus, the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, the Holy Family. I mean, this priest was totally off base. And he actually got suspended. He was at another church. Um, I don't know. It might have been this church now that I'm thinking of it. He might have been at this church at one time, and they actually showed him the door. And he ended up in the town where I was living before I moved here. And as soon as I went in that church, I'm like, oh, Christ, him. Because he was in another town that I grew up in, the city of Lynn, and he was running a church there, and he was no good. He was a typical phony politician. He used to go golfing with the mayor and, you know kiss everyone's ass and, and, and just probably one of the worst priests of all time and he became a Monsignor you figure that one out and that's a long story how you become a Monsignor you have to kiss the ass of the Cardinal and you have to have a great uh, parish that you make so much money per month and then if you make a lot of money for so many years then it's political they give you a Monsignorship thankfully they don't give Monsignorships out anymore um, and what Monsignor means is it's like a hierarchy you're higher than a priest um, You're not a cardinal or a bishop, but you're right uh, below that. Um, But they don't do that anymore. So another corruptness with the church. So anyways, I thought I'd share this with you. Um, You know, it used to be sacred that you go to church, no one talked politics, you watch sports, no one watched politics. That's why the church's um, attendance is way down in record numbers. That's why the sports attendance and the ratings are way down in record numbers. I think if people just use common sense and get back to the basics... And just perform your sport, preach in the church, let the people decide what they want to do and how they want to vote and who they want to vote for at the end of the day. It's not your position as an athlete that's hitting a baseball or hitting a hockey puck, throwing a football or shooting a basketball. It's not your place. You know, these athletes are phonies. Like I mentioned in the last podcast or the one before that, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. How many bodyguards do they have when they walk around town? How many of those guys I just mentioned carry weapons? And they're sitting here trying to preach to the average person about gun control? It's just totally ludicrous. And and if anyone idolizes these fools, then shame on you. You were raised wrong. I mean, thankfully, my parents raised me to idolize uh, good people, your veterans, the firefighters, the police officers, um, heroes like that. There are very few athletes that you can really tip your cap to. Um, there's, only a, there's only a few. You have Tim Tebow, who you can. And um, I, I can't even think of any off the top of my head. There's only probably a handful. Out of a 1,000 athletes, you might be able to pick three or four that you could actually be proud to have your son or daughter wear their shirt. Um, you know, and forget about the church. There's no, no one that you would want to wear a shirt, the pope included. I mean, you talk about um, the worst of the worst, the bottom of the barrel. That's the Catholic Church. So, anyways, that's it for today. The Celtics lost, just to repeat, in case you're just joining us live here at the Q100 Studios. The uh, Golden State Warriors are the world champions. And now it's on to the next sport, the Boston Red Sox. They're looking like they have a sucky team this year. That's what they get for hanging the BLM flag a couple years ago. They're not going to make the playoffs, it looks like. So, it's going to be a long summer for New England sports fans. Have a good evening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Independent Man Podcast. The Independent Man Podcast. With the grace of God and your listenership, I shall return. In the meantime, go visit my sponsor, QuinlanMemorials.com. It's the most difficult thing you can face, the loss of a loved one. And you want to do everything you can to honor their memory. Quinlan Memorials of Wakefield has been compassionately serving families in their time of need since 1959. Quinlan Memorials can commemorate the life of your loved one with the perfect cemetery monument, understanding that the price should be a comfort as well. Their professional artists will create the perfect memorial to celebrate a unique life lived. Quinlan also offers cleanings and inscriptions, family stones and more. Call Ralph at 781-245-2505. That's 781-245-2505. Or visit QuinlanMemorials.com Quinlan Memorials, their family serving your family since 1959.